Coming to you live from sunny Los Angeles, California. I'm Bat. I'm Tanner, but I'm not in Los Angeles, so I'm not coming to anyone from Los Angeles. Where are you? It's a secret. Oh. From a secret location, but still coming to you live, it's... Tanner. Tanner. Anyways. <laughs> this is the much anticipated episode two. Last episode in episode one, I left you with your album. And now we're back to discuss Beach House's Depression Cherry. Yes, we are. <laughs> 2015. Depression Cherry came out in 2015. It's their fifth album. I'm not going to set the scene for you of 2015 because it's not exactly relevant. Although 2015 is the year that I graduated high school. Me too. The year that we graduated high school. And luckily, there's like so much that I don't remember from that time. I think that I was just getting into Beach House, so I believe that this would have been their most recent album. Actually, you know what? I just realized the album that follows this one, Thank Your Lucky Stars, also came out in 2015. But this was definitely this was definitely the album that resonated with me. It's the only one that I have all of the songs saved. I know it the the best um, out of all of their records, aside from uh, one of their newer records. But at the time, this was this was kind of my I don't know what to compare to because to me, it's like this is my depression cherry. You know what I mean? Can I ask you something? Yeah, of course. What is depression cherry? What does that mean? I, I, have, I have no idea what that even means. Right. Okay. So it's kind of up to interpretation. Um, oh my God. I didn't even introduce you to, <laughs> I didn't even introduce you to Beach House. Beach House is made up of, I don't know if you know, Victoria Legrand and mm, that other guy. It's two people? <laughs> yeah. Beach House is a duo. I don't, I, I mean, absolutely no disrespect to Alex. It's Victoria Legrand and Alex Scally. When I looked at my notes, I realized, wait a second, I don't remember how to say his last name, um, but I think it's Scally. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm just going to be embarrassing myself this entire podcast episode, but I think that that's fine. So yeah, Beach House is a musical duo made up of Victoria Legrand and Alex Scally. Victoria is the primary vocalist. Of course, you hear her vocals the most, and Alex's vocals are much more rare. He's the guitarist, and she, or Victoria, she does primarily vocals, also keyboards, and she does the um, organ. There's a lot of organ in Depression, not Depression, sorry, in Beach House's music. I don't know if that's something that you um, picked up on while listening. I, I think so. We can get into the instrumentation but I had, a, I had a, a hard time differentiating instruments throughout the album, which is, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It just feels like, you know, these instruments are so, um, the way they're playing these and the way they're crafting these sounds, it uh, the instruments become unrecognizable to me. Um, so I didn't even know 
um, that there was an organ, but that makes sense. I can hear it. Back to giving it a little rundown on Beach House. Uh, Victoria and Alex are both friends. They're like musical soulmates, friend soulmates. Um, they are really are very much like a duo, um, which I really love. So they're not they're platonic. Um, but I just wanted to in case you were wondering. So I think that's a good rundown of of Beach House. They're both from Baltimore and are very much like of that area. They're very Baltimore. Yeah. Victoria Legrand, she is French um, originally, but she later moved to Baltimore. But when did you... Maybe I missed it, but when did when did you hear this album? When it came out? Um, so this album came out in like fall 2015. Yeah, I would have I would have heard this album when it came out. To be quite honest, I don't even think I remember the first time I listened to the album. I just remember pieces of of all the times that I've listened to this album. I think I don't remember the very beginning because I've listened to it throughout my adult life since it came out when I right before I turned 18. So I've I've had this album living with me. When I saw the title of the album, the album art, it it just fit. I just knew like I I saw Depression Cherry immediately. I love it. Like, I get it. And I don't think I've ever thought... You asked me, what is is Depression Cherry? What does that mean? For me, I've never... I don't think I've ever questioned what that meant until doing the research for this podcast because it clicked immediately when I saw it. Like, when I read it, Depression Cherry, I just thought, yeah, totally. I get it. You know what I mean? Interesting. Okay. So what did you find out in your research, though? Like I said, Depression Cherry, the title, is up to interpretation. So Victoria, she just kind of came up with these two words. The phrase, she says that the phrase just came to her rather serendipitously. And when they went to search for these two words combined online, they didn't seem to appear next to each other. They just liked the uniqueness of it? Well, the words just, like, it basically, it just spoke to her. Like, it just kind of, like, it just came to her mind. And they, so they just, liked it. So it's just a phrase that resonated. Yeah, exactly. And that really makes sense for me. I think if you listen to the album, to me, it makes sense, the title. Um, And then you look at the album art, which... I don't know if you know, but the the vinyl cover, it's velvet. I feel like I've told you this before. It's a red velvet. So that's why the digitally, it kind of looks a little bit like staticky and and it's not just a pure red. And I think that the red velvet not only fits the title really well, but it, it really, to me, it sets the tone for the album when you listen to it. When I listen to the music, just this void of red velvet kind of covers me, covers my mind, envelops me. And that's the lens that I view the music through. And that's also the way that I feel the music, if that makes sense. You know, that's that's really interesting that you say Red Velvet, and obviously I immediately think of Cake. You know, this this album feels like a dessert album. It feels like it's um it's sweet and sugary and um Wow. You know, I would the last never song is called thought. Days of Candy. You know, it feels right. like there's a lot of a lot of sweetness here. It it, it feels like um, eating an ice cream sundae alone at one a.m. 
that is such an interesting interpretation. I've never thought of it in that way, but I love it. I love your point of view. Going off of what we were talking about with the title, I just wanted to say Pitchfork called the title silly and inexplicable, but I think for many Beach House fans, the title hits home. When I first heard of the title, I felt seen. Not only, you know, am I someone who's dealt with and continues to deal with depression, but I'm also a fan of cherries. (laughs) Yeah, cherries are so good. I love cherries. Yeah, I mean, I love the aesthetic of cherry. I don't know, like, just to me. Do you like maraschino cherries? I I like cherries much more in an aesthetic sense than eating it. But yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, That's okay. I don't know, just to me, it makes so much sense. Cherry, this this thing that's so sweet of the summer, also so dark, such a dark red, and you put that with depression. It just, I think it fits so well because it's not really expected. Like I said, I felt seen when I heard this title. When I read this, I was just like, yes, that's me. I get it. I'm a depression cherry. And I think for, there's probably a lot of Beach House fans out there, at least I hope, that are just like, yes, yeah, that title is just, it just fits. It just makes sense without, you know, having to look any further. I think if you're, if you're a girly, you understand depression cherry. Maybe you're just not a girly. Well, I mean, I get that. There's definitely been uh, things that are like closer to like an abstract collection of words rather than a whole thought. You know, oftentimes I connect with that. You know, there's something about some words matching together and it might mean nothing, but it means something to you. And for some reason it resonates. For some reason it sticks in your head. For some reason it it feels like something that, um, I don't know, just, just something that makes sense to you, but you don't know why it makes sense to you. So I've experienced that. So I get what you're saying. I'm glad you understand. The other thing that I wanted to say that that Pitchfork mentioned is that of Beach House, their albums might be an ideal soundtrack for daydreaming, but Scally and Legrand seem remarkably clear-headed about their work. So that's just like a little excerpt from the review or a review on on Depression Cherry. Um, and when I read this, I thought, you know, to the untrained ear, Beach House may seem ripe for daydreaming, but once you dive into their music, I think the daydream turns more into a waking nightmare. Whoa, intense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit dramatic, but I think that that is what Depression Cherry is. Dramatic title, dramatic cover. It's, it's wow. very dramatic and cinematic. C- cinematic for sure. I definitely, I definitely got the cinematic vibes. I didn't get to the nightmare part of it. Um, maybe I didn't. Uh, maybe I'm not familiar enough with Beach House to experience the nightmares. Um, but I, I want to hear uh, about why that is for you. I'm, I'm extremely curious. Um, well, let's dig in. Let's take a bite out of the depression cherry, if you will. Okay. Starting with the first track, Levitation. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually would love to hear your thoughts on this first track before I go into the story. Um, so I, I made some notes about a lot of things about all the tracks, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, I first listened to this album while I was driving on my way to see you in LA actually. And, um, going, I was approaching the grapevine, 
as the sun was going down. And um, that is how I listened to this album for the first time. I had, a, I had a difficult time paying attention the first time because I was driving through the grapevine. But like, you know, y- you told me that it, it's a good album to listen to at sunset. And I tried to really take that in. And I just took in the um, um, musicality of the album before I listened to uh, the lyrics, I guess. I, I've i listened to this album now. It, it, it's... It's hard to count. Maybe 10 times I've listened to it now. And for me, Levitation, I said it sounds like the most Beach House, Beach House song there is. And it's good and it's enjoyable, but it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, The song, obviously, it gets more interesting when that electric guitar comes in and um, that sets the musical tone for the album. But I could not tell you what this song is about, even after reading the lyrics and um, listening to it. A lot of times, I mean, in general, I can't understand her singing and uh, the lyrics are pretty out there. And so I have a hard time interpreting what she's trying to say. And yeah, I don't know. Beach House for me was always a vibes band. Like it was like something you put on for vibes, for daydreaming, like you said. You know, I never, I I thought they were speaking a foreign language. Like when I heard, um, I listened to Bloom one of their other albums back in the day. And I thought they were like French or something. Like it didn't sound like English to me. Like I was like, I, I don't listen to the lyrics here because what is she saying? Um, and I feel like I got a lot of that on Levitation, but I really, really enjoyed the music of it. Well, that's not all bad. Throughout the album, I have a hard time interpreting her lyrics the entire time. I, I don't know what the songs are about usually. And I don't know what this album is about usually because it's just very um, abstract, you know? I, and I tried to read the albums, tried, I didn't go on genius or anything. And I didn't look up interpretations because I wanted to, you know, hear it from you. I, I, I only looked at lyrics. I didn't do any research beyond that. Right. And so, yeah, that's just, that's just, you know, how I feel about uh, this album and levitation. All right. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. I mean, I, I think I told you that the way that I would listen to Beach House was I I would put it on when I first heard it I thought oh this would be good music to read to you know it all kind of sounds the same um it's very like mellow and then I kept kind of putting their music on and the more that I heard it the more the patterns uh became evident to me and I couldn't focus on anything else because I was listening to it and I would remember the music. And so that is how I first started to listen to Beach House. I liked the sounds, but I couldn't go further than the surface until my brain uh, was kind of more familiar with the patterns and then I could uh, hear the details much more. So you started in a similar place as me then, someone that at first thought it was vibes music. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Definitely not like... Well, for me, you know, I have vibes music has a has a negative connotation for me. But Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. For me, definitely vibes, but melancholic vibes, sad vibes, you know, moody. Maybe not sad, but but moody for sure. Mellow, but a little bit tinged with sadness, which makes sense because when I was first listening to it, I was depressed, the type of depressed where you don't really listen to a lot of like happy music, the type where it's like, oh, is this sad music? To me, it's just music. <laughs> I definitely, at where I'm at right now, I don't listen to Beach House a lot or I can't just put it on because it really does hold all of this emotion within it. And this opening track, I think this is one of the greatest 
album openers, and it's a beautifully haunting tribute. Uh, this song, Levitation, is about the tragic deaths of 19-year-old Elizabeth and Rose of Ellicott City. I think that's how you say it. I'm so sorry. So these two 19-year-old girls were sitting on a railroad bridge when a passing train derailed and they were they were killed due to the impact um i think it was like a coal train they were crushed when the train was derailed one of the girls tweeted a photo of both of their feet dangling above the ground on the bridge with the caption levitating Mm, okay okay so so this song is about them yes yeah um it's like a tribute song it's about it's about this i guess i don't want to say it's about their death but it's about what happened to them why is i'm I'm not saying i'm just i'm curious as to why beach house saw this and was like a song should be written well ellicott city is a city in maryland they're from baltimore which is also in maryland i i can't really tell you why because it's not like i know them personally but it's it makes sense to me it's so haunting these two girls they're 19 years old they're they're sitting on this bridge they're young they have their youth they're friends at you know like at night they're sitting on this bridge in their city you know with their feet dangling above the the road and it's like they have so much life ahead of them they have so much wonder and curiosity i'm sure as something that you you have with youth they're being kids they're being young girls and out of the blue in a way because the train was derailed just it just happened to happen they were in the wrong place at the wrong time it it killed them it shows the cruel randomness that is this life yeah and just such like innocence as well i think that this album is has incredible it's sonic nostalgia i think and i think it's such a beautiful opening to the album because this song is so beautiful but it's about such a tragic event and these two beautiful girls who were taken too soon and right in their right at the beginning of their lives you know they're they're adults they're 19 friends and they're together it's just perfect to me, it's incredible. Um, before I knew what this song was about, I I knew it was about friendship, that kind of, you know, innocence, like coming of age. I knew it was about that, but before reading, I didn't know how devastating it was. I, it only felt devastating to me because of what I've been through and what I feel when I listen to the track. But if you listen, the very start of this song reminds me of a train coming. That's what it sounds like to me. The way that it's, it sounds distant, but the sound builds as if the train's coming closer. And it's and there's so many so many haunting lyrics. You should see there's a place I want to take you. When the train comes, I will hold you. Yeah. Wow. And then on the bridge, levitating because we want to. You know, you're young. It's we we want to go sit on that bridge and and tweet a photo of us and say, you know, that we're levitating. Oh, I think that's so haunting that they tweeted that that photo and I don't know. I could just picture the joy. You know, it's we're on this bridge. We're levitating. And then they and then also levitation. For me, I hear it as like when you're your soul leaves your body. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I hear that. I mean, this is all very interesting to me. Definitely makes the lyrics make a lot more sense. because, um, And this is something that I think comes with a lot of their uh, songwriting. Their lyrics feel like they are random, sporadic thoughts, ideas, rather than a single story being told. At least that's how it was for me. And so hearing you say this, I was like, wow, well, that's good to know. Because I read the lyrics for this song and I'm like, is she just saying random things? Like, what is happening? Um, so I, I'm, I'm really grateful to hear this. I, I kind of see it as that way too. That's why I say it's very like cinematic because it's it's giving you a lot of images. She She deals a lot in imagery. And there might not always be a clear narrative, but I know that there's bits and pieces of the music and the lyrics, the you know, the the songs themselves. There's bits and pieces that I connect with and I get. If I don't get the whole song or the whole story, I just there's just those pieces and I'm like, I get what this is. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, no, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just there's a place I want to take you um, when the unknown will surround you. Like that's it's it's very iconic to me in my mind and in my life. To me, it's like there's a place I want to take you, which is like the bridge, you know, just let's go to the bridge. I want to take you to this place. But then also there's a place I want to take you when the unknown will surround you. Like it's also like taking you to the other side of life, like in death. I want to take you with me where the unknown will surround you it, it's really heavy it's beautiful and i think if you like listen to this with the sunset because to me i you know she says after midnight we could feel it all so it's very much like a this song kind of takes place it at, at midnight in a way but in my mind the sun is setting and everything is gold when i listen to this song the song is just like the sun setting it's gold and towards the end you know it's 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 dark. Yeah. Wow. The, this. I, I. I mean. Yeah. That makes the song a lot um, darker. You know, in my mind. Um. Obviously, because I thought it was just vibes. Um. But yeah, that's um. That's heartbreaking. That story. That the tragedy. I think it's. It is really horrible. And and I think, like I said, this is such a beautiful tribute to them. It's a beautiful song. And I mean, I'm sure that when they play it and when people hear it, they think of those those girls and so it's like um keeping their memory alive connecting their them with so many more people uh, so many more lives so i i really love it i don't listen to this song often but i know like i know all the parts to it i know it so well yeah i mean like i said and just in terms of musicality i think it's a a great opener but knowing what it's about that's a that's huge yeah i really wanted to share that with you i just think it's amazing. I could go on and on about how incredible it is, but I think we should talk about the next track, Sparks. Yes. Because it's just a spark. Yeah. Um, and then it's dark again. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is probably the most shoegazy of tracks in Beach House's discography, or one of them at least. My good friend Nick and I, we always wanted to know what the sample was in the intro. I don't know if you remember or have it like anywhere. It's a sample? The guitar? No, the the like vocal sample. Oh. It's like... Yeah, I guess I never... Yeah, okay. 
you can't really make out what the words are, but you know that something is being said. Okay, it, I it, just listened to it. I hear it now. I, I know what you're talking about exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so Nick and I always, we always were like, "What could it be? What is it?" And I would sometimes I would text him. And I'd be like, "I really want to know what she's saying. Like, what is the sample? It's not a sample from anything else. It's a sample of like Victoria that they, you know, it's their own organic sample. Um, but apparently, Alex and Victoria don't remember like what she was saying. They don't remember what it was, which is like that's funny. Yeah. But for me, my brain has landed on like, so glad you're high, which doesn't really sound exactly like what's being said. But my brain is just like, so glad you're high. Just so glad. Like, that's just what I hear when I listen to it. And that's kind of like what I sing, but I don't know what it is. And I really want to know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I hear when I, when I listen to it. But I love this track. I love like bleeding guitars um you know everybody knows space song i'm really surprised that sparks doesn't have the same like fame as space song i know that space Song's more palatable but for me like sparks is like it's just got that thing well can, can i talk about my thoughts on this song oh yeah of course do you, do you still have more to like no, intro this song? no i don't really have an intro i want to hear what that that's all I had to say. You know, I want it. I want okay. to hear your thoughts. Okay, um, this is easily my favorite song on the album, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, as soon as I heard that first electric guitar hit, I I knew I'd be in. And then yes. the drums come in, and these dissonant synths, and it's all this background background noise, and that that vocal sample plays into that wall of noise as well. Um, and I think this is musically speaking the most interesting song on the album um and it's the only song that gets stuck in my head really you know I, I, again at first i had a hard time connecting with the lyrics uh, mostly because i had no idea what she was singing about <laughs> she's just saying things um but i always catch my catch myself singing and then it's dark again just randomly um, you know yeah. and it's like um and I would, you know, I wrote down, I was like, love is like a spark. It's there one second and gone the next. I guess that was my interpretation. Uh, but I'm in love with this instrumental. This one has uh, definitely been in the rotation. And yeah, it's it's closer to a shoegaze track. And uh, I think that's probably why I like it. Um, I don't know. I, I I love the guitar. The guitar is, and the, the synth, the synth when, uh, during the verses, I don't know, something about it is just very nice to me yes i mean of course i completely agree i love this track when i hear it it's just like oh it's so satisfying i love the guitar i love the distortion i love the wall of sound which feels more like a not like a wall but like it like it wraps around you i think i feel like i hear it on all sides i hear the layers so it's not just like one wah, wall of sound it's like it envelops oh, you yeah. and it's yeah. like staticky you know distorted and it's super moody which i love um and i think that sparks is a great track to go into from levitation the opening for me sounds like not childhood but like teenagehood we drive around this town house is melting down it's like you know, kind of like you're stuck in a town, you want to get out. And and your interpretation of Spark, I think that 
it can apply to like so many things also just like a spark and then it vanishes you know that's like life love anything in life you know there's there's so much that it can be applied to i don't i don't know what exactly it's about and i don't think that you have to know because it's about what you feel when you listen to it and what what it means to you i think but i i love the lyrics and then again in the bridge she says you go to school you follow all the rules you live inside that just makes me think of of course like being a teenager uh growing up going to school following the rules you're living in this box you're living in this town for me sparks is like you know you pick up your friend and you're driving around listening to this song and you're both just like i'm so sick of my life and you know where i'm at and i just want to like break free and i think that like even when you're an adult you can relate to that feeling not just something that you feel growing up we all like feel stuck or just feel like moody and emotional and like there's so much around you and i think that 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 the track itself gives that feeling like there's so much going on there's so much so many layers so much emotion um and i think we all carry that with us at least everyone i know <laughs> yeah no absolutely but yeah i'm glad that you i'm glad that you liked this song um as much as you did and yeah it's definitely a beautiful gem yes definitely definitely a gem yeah and now the song that everybody and their mom knows and loves almost a billion streams on Spotify. Space song. Mm-hmm. If you if you've only ever heard one Beach House song, this is probably it. It's a staple song, but I personally love it so much more within the context of the album. It's a great standalone track, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you have yet to listen to its surrounding tracks. Um, obviously, this was a, a Beach House song that I knew before this project, and it's uh, it's still a song that I love, always has been. It's a song I've known for years, and um, I, you know, this is another one of those songs that, and I say this a lot, it sounds like a Beach House song. I mean, in the best way possible, um, you know, that I, there's this guitar that is in every, almost every Beach House song, this wailing, whining guitar that they always use or whatever the instrument is. I don't even know what the instrument is, but it's in every song and it's it, 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 their commitment to it. It's really interesting. And it, sometimes it isn't for me, but in this song, it, it feels right. And I like it. And her vocals, her vocals might be my favorite on the album because it feels like she has energy, whereas usually it feels like she has no energy. Um, but that could be. That could be just because, you know, her vocals are mixed a lot higher on this song as opposed to a lot of the other songs. It feels like her vocals are mixed into that wall of sound where this it feels like the vocals have more of a a, a starring role. This is the first time on the album that I hear her singing with uh, an amount of interest. And um, I, I love this song. It's good. I mean, it's no sparks, but um, in terms of the best Beach House songs, this is this is obviously up there and uh it's it's very evocative uh, it feels like there's real meaning behind it i don't know the meaning i'm i'm waiting for you to uh, tell me about that and uh, i think the outro to this song is awesome but i don't know what it means and uh it feels like she's just kind of saying thoughts again and uh stringing them over some good instrumentals 
You know, I'm a little disappointed that you don't have any interpretation of these songs because to me, they're uh, they read a lot like poems and and very much like I said, like movies. And so, you know, there's no like little bits, little lines here and there that make you think like, oh, this makes me think of that it could be about this or you know. <laughs> Oh, yes. I mean, that. well, that's the thing. That's what I mean. There's moments. There's like two or three lines of lyrics that present something, that tell me something, that even tell a little tiny story or something. Um, but for me, like these pieces, these lines of lyrics, they don't always connect to each other within a song. Um, I noticed there's a she she doesn't use a lot of personal pronouns. She doesn't say I, she doesn't say we, she doesn't do that a lot. You know, in this song, she's saying you, she, she's not referring to herself. It's interesting. It feels like she's always talking about people that aren't her. And I think I, 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 I don't sense the, the, the personal aspect of it. Like it doesn't feel very personal because it always feels like she's talking about other people. Oh, that's that's an interpretation. That's really interesting. For me, I think she I think it is personal. I think she's talking about not you or I or we. Well, I guess it would be we because I think she is talking about us. You know, it's how she feels, it's how you feel, it's how everyone feels. And I think that's part of why I feel so connected to Beach House and their music and and Victoria's lyrics and the way that she writes them because I kind of feel like when I listen to Beach House, it's like, it's not a duo, it's a trio, you know, I'm there too, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like yeah, it's about you. me, you know, she's writing songs about me, she's writing songs about herself, it all connects and I think that, you know, not in a parasocial way, but it just in just this way that like we all feel, we all have the same emotions and capacity in a way to of experience and to feel all these things and it's making that connection like reaching through the music because of the music reaching through to connect to these people who you've never met you know it's a community that's how i it's not really how i look at the music that's how i feel it like it i don't think about it it just is that way and i think that's why i can't like really even give you a full interpretation of of the lyrics because it, it kind of just it's like a mirror when i listen to the music it it just matches i just see it and i feel it but there are some some great lines in space song one of i my agree there are some great lines in, yeah. the, in, in space song one of my favorites is tender is the night for a broken heart i think that standalone is great but um the whole bit that it's a part of who will dry your eyes when it falls apart when i am like sad and lonely and i hear this it just kind of shatters me and it makes me cry because you know who's there to dry my eyes when it falls apart like me as a teenager just alone in my room it's really just it just hits you hard but yeah, and yeah. then the the fall back into place. Whenever I hear this, like whenever I hear this song, and fall back into place, it's like I want to fall back into place. Like you feel like broken, or I just feel like I feel broken, and I just want to fall back into place. And yeah, the no, way that's, that I, I wrote down that that line. Yeah, I like I like that one too. 
Yeah. And the way that it's presented and the end where it's just kind of repeating like a pattern, you know, falling back into the pattern, back into place. It just it it just kind of means something different too, I think, whenever I'm listening to it, just depending on what I'm feeling at the time. But musically, I totally understand why this is such a big song. You know, sometimes I want to think like, oh, space song. Yeah, it's a great song. But I don't think that it's overrated. I just think that to only pay attention to Space Song from Beach House, that's definitely overrated because this song is incredible. The synth is amazing. The like arpeggio is is beautiful. But um, you know, I I really like it within the album. I think it sits really well. It fits. It's it's like Depression Cherry. The album is Space Song's family. So please, you know, give the whole album a chance. But yes. <laughs> Also, the other thing that I wanted to say, I don't know if you noticed, but my favorite part is like around the 420 mark when the the other arpeggio synth comes in to finish out the song. Um, before, before she's just saying fall back into place over and over again? She says fall back into place and then it, it echoes and then there's a, there's a moment where this other like rolling synth comes in it's like oh okay gotcha and i just i think that's like an incredible moment because it's not present in the rest of the song it just kind of comes in at the end and really carries throughout carries you through the outro um and it really makes well, it really makes me feel as if I'm like falling into a pool of like liquidy velvet emotion because it's kind of like a wave, you know, um, the way the synth arpeggiates or however you would yeah. say that. <laughs> it yeah, does what it, it does and it's just like, uh-huh. it just flows. And I love that. And I don't hear anyone talking about it because it's like, how are you going to talk about that? But I just, I'm saying it here. I love that part. Pay attention to yeah. that part when you listen to the song. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll know that for, for, uh, yes, uh cause yeah. it's, in, I mean, it's in my music. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Are you ready to go beyond love? <laughs> yeah. yeah let's, <laughs> let's go beyond love. I love beyond love. This is one of my, kind of one of my favorite beach house songs. I think it's an underrated beach house song. It really reminds me of a David Lynch movie based on like the lyrics and the imagery. Oh, Okay. Yeah, um, it's a little bit, to me, it's got like this little bit of unnerving sound and lyricism, but it also sounds sweet and it's and it's a love song and I think it's really lovely. And also it, it feels very like old timey, I think. Okay, yeah. Well, how, yeah, did, I, I, how do you see the song? How did you feel about it? I immediately thought it just sounded like Space Song, which I guess is good. I mean, a lot of Beach House is obviously hard to differentiate, hard to parse the information because I don't know. It's it all feels very samey to me. But it you know it, it feels like Space Song, but then they just replace the type of guitar and then change the keys and then like put her vocals back down super low. But halfway through the song, her vocals come back in. They raise her vocals up, and uh, she becomes easier to hear. Um, and it, it allows me to hear the effects that they always put on her singing. 
um, you know, that echoey, whispery singing that she does. You know, this this was the first time that I was really listening closely to that because I, mm. I never really understood it or vibed with it. I didn't like how many layers there were, which sounds stupid. <laughs> it sounds really stupid. Um, I just don't know how to listen to it. I just I, I don't know how to comprehend just I don't know it it it. I mean, this song, I think the lyrics are the most easy to understand out of the whole album, probably. I, I mentioned for Space Song, you know, her lack of using personal pronouns, but she's using personal pronouns in this song. And I think that's why it's easier for me to interpret these lyrics and hear what this song is about. And it's interesting that, you know, the lyrics are the ones that make the most sense to me. But this is one of my least favorite tracks on the album. I'm not saying it's bad. None of the tracks on this album are bad, but it's just not one that I see myself coming back to. That's fair. I I understand that. I love it, but I I get what you're saying. Um, this one also kind of has like a shoegaze yes element to it with the the distort distorted guitars and everything. I really like this. Like I said, it's it's a love song, but it it's kind of um it's very like David Lynch for me. It's really like Edward Scissorhands neighborhood, uh, like the suburbs with all the like colorful houses. But like at night, I just, you know, the way that she's like the first thing that I do before I get into your house, I'm going to tear off all the petals from the rose that's in your mouth. It's like, how do you like what? <laughs> I love that, though. Like it, there's so much like attitude and like just really what? jumping down this guy's throat. What is a man in the corner with spiders made of light? Hey, don't don't mean? get don't get ahead of yourself now. <laughs> I just I think about that line all the time because I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I said it, it's very David Lynchian, you know. So is is it okay? All right, is it supposed to be taken literally? It's all like it's not. No, no, it's not literally. It's not literally. Yeah, so the last thing that she sees before they turn off all the lights, was there a man up in the corner with the spiders made of light? Which, when I first heard this, I thought it was spiders made of night. And I was like, ooh. But then spiders made of light. I, I, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm just going to be letting you down because I don't, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but it just, like, makes sense. Like, yeah, there, yeah. I just... I just picture like a guy in the corner, but he's like a spider as well. Like, I don't know. I see all this like dark imagery that is like a fever dream, which really kind of makes sense when you're talking about like love and whatnot, because it's a really beautiful nightmare. I think being in love, falling in love, leaving love. It's, it's all about that. And you you kind of got to be like sick in the head to like fall in love and be in love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think this is like a super poetic song. A lot of imagery, which I personally love. And I really want to go beyond love. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I don't I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this one, but I think it's really cool. It's really like, again, it's really cinematic. I would love to see like a music video or like a movie based on this because it, it, it is a lot of images and I want to see them like. Yeah, that would be that would be super interesting. Directed by David Lynch. Yeah, exactly. I would love that. I'd be ecstatic. Ed, Ed, 
a movie adaptation of Depression Cherry by David Lynch. That would be quite the project. I mean, that would be great. Have you seen Blue Velvet? It could be like that. <laughs> I've never seen Blue Velvet. Well, maybe we'll have a movie night and watch it. Okie doke. We went beyond love. So, mm -hmm. and now that we've gone there, the time is 1037. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good transition. Wow. Oh, thank you. Good segue. Um, so yeah, so 1037 is the center of the album, what I would call the vibe check. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that you said that. Yeah. I do think it kind of switches up the tone and the sounds of the album, but this was actually the first song that was that they finished for this album. Oh. To me, that makes sense because you know it's it's kind of it's kind of a minimal basic song in a way. And Alex said that it informed the energy for the record. It it kind of like set the tone. So to me, it makes sense that like from this song, it's in the middle and what is on the outside of it, like it branched. The songs branched out from this center it's so interesting that you said that um oh, why because every time i would listen to the album 1037 would come up and i i that would usually be around the time that i'd get bored and have to take a break and finish the album later i i, I like that you called it a vibe check because i i don't think i um, understood the vibes you know this this is a very uh slow slumbering sleepy track it is you know it's in the middle of the album um and so it feels like the rem cycle of sleep um but again what is this song even about you know <laughs> what is, what is 1037 um this song feels like uh, a bjork or enya song even it it feels like that in some ways uh the way it's it's pretty stripped back i mean compared to other songs it's it's a smooth track. It's very silky smooth. It is. To me, it's kind of like a lullaby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know... With the... the la, 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 exactly. You know. I was just going to mention that part. Because, to me, that feels like they're embracing the vibes. And uh, I really appreciate that. Because, like I've said multiple times, uh, it's just been vibe music. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're just vibing. Hell, yeah. So I liked that, you know? To me, it's, it is kind of like a lullaby. It has like this, I think it has this like little like sinister quality. Like it is very like relaxing and like, ah, you know, this is like a little sleepy track, but it's like, don't fall asleep though. I think I did fall asleep to this song. Okay. Well, it's like, <laughs> to me, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, fall asleep, la 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 la, because you will have a nightmare, you know, and we'll get you. Oh. oh, interesting. Okay. That's what I get out of it sonically a little bit. Like not every time, not every time that I hear it, but I just, there's something about it that it doesn't feel. Also the way that she says like, la, it's, it's almost like, um, it feels a little haunting. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit sinister. It's a little bit like she's tricking you like everything's okay la <laughs> but yeah um, pulling pulling the covers over your eyes or whatever yeah i i like the lyrics i you know again she just writes very like poetically and and also you know to go with the the sound that's a little bit unnerving like chances are like night you'll disappear yeah you know that's 
of course, you know, you can see that from a love aspect. Like, I relate to that so hard. Like, of course, you're going to you're gonna leave from my life. But well, also- that's the thing. I, I feel like anyone could relate to it because anyone can interpret it in any way, I feel like. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, also it could be like, you know, chances are, like, night you'll disappear. Like, you will be gone. I'll make you disappear. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, because like I She's said- like scary. It's- <laughs> like I said, because it's got this like unnervingness, and then we're coming out of Beyond Love, which had mm-hmm. the man up in the corner with the spiders made of yeah. light. Like you know, there's there's some haunting elements to Depression Cherry. So I think that even within this sleepy, calming, almost soothing track, there's still intrigue. Like I know that you fell asleep, and you know you were getting a little bored, but. I think even if you want to say that it's like the, you know, most boring track or the least good track on the album, it's still, it's still, it's still a great song. Like when I, sometimes I'll just like hear it, it'll come up on shuffle and I'll listen to it. And I'm like, you know, this is still a great song, even if it's not the best off of the album. It's definitely one of the more intriguing songs from the album. It, 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 um, yeah, it's definitely intriguing. Okay. That's positive. Yeah. Can you tell me what 1037 is? Do you know? Yeah, so it's um, a time. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Let's move on to the next song. Uh, PPP. This is one of my favorite Beach House songs. I knew this. And I absolutely love it. I knew this. <laughs> what? How do you feel about it? How did? What did you think upon listening to it? Obviously, I've I've heard this song many times since I've known you. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, you've <laughs> you're the one that plays it. I didn't realize that you like were paying attention and that you've heard it <laughs> so many times. Wow, thanks. Of course, I'm paying attention. Jeez. Um, <laughs> well, you say that Beach House uh, is just vibes, so I would think that you'd be like, oh yeah, I've heard this. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was vibes. I thought you were putting on vibes. It's another one that I had a hard time connecting to for all the reasons I've already listed previously. Um, but I think after a few listens, this song clicked for me. I think definitely it's the most interesting vocals on the album. And uh, and if I listen closely, I think I can understand what the song is about. Like okay. I can listen to the lyrics and I'm like, oh, I know what's happening here, which is a, a different experience from the other uh, songs on this album. Uh, I still don't know what PPP means. I, I mean, they love to name things random things, I think. 1037, Depression, Cherry, PPP. Um, but this song is not random. Well, OK, not random. <laughs> um, this song is obviously uh, filled with imagery, filled with metaphor, but it's less stupid Sorry, not stupid. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's less esoteric on this song. Um, it, mm-hmm. it feels like it's easier to interpret. It feels like it makes more sense than her other uh, lyrics. And uh, I appreciate that. Um, and I like the instrumental. And it sounds like a Beach House song. But there's a lot more interesting factors to this song than I think I initially uh, thought. Okay, what's it about for you? You said that you have some like interpretation or you kind of know more about what this one's about? Well, let me, let me, let me just look at these lyrics here. I, I <laughs> see, I have a hard time just reading these lyrics and trying to interpret them now. Um, 
Because I don't really remember what the song is about, right? Because I feel like that's okay. Yeah, you can you can look at it and reference it. That's what I do the whole time that we're recording. Did you see it coming? It happened so fast. The timing was perfect. Water on glass. It won't last forever. Maybe it will. The white clothes they gave you, you wear them so well. I mean, I think, you know, when I listen to this, this is just like two people connecting through some form of love. The universe put them together. And uh, yeah, I don't know. that It just feels like um, like she she's she's loving someone and it's almost like she's um warning them warning them of how she loves yeah but i want to hear what you have to say because obviously you know more than me and you've listened to this song for years and it's one of your favorites so i want to (laughs) know i like that i like what you have to say about it it makes sense for me i mean to put it plainly to me this song is about divorce when I hear it, that's what I hear personally. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that it is, but the song starts out with Out in the Heartland. I looked in your eyes and I asked, Are you ready? Ready for this life? And to me, it kind of like reads like a vow and also, you know, ready for this life. It's like our life together. And it could just be a relationship. It doesn't have to be like a marriage. But to me, it reminds me of like, we're going to start something, you know, are you ready? And Interesting. so okay. to, to me, you know, kind of starts like a, like a vow. And did you see it coming? It happens so fast. Like, you know, you fall in love and, but also, you know, you fall out of love and that happens fast. You fall in love and then you're out. And, you know, I don't know that that's what it is, but it's evocative of that. I think. Um, I hear you just real quick. I just want to say something really, really quick. Um, the, the the more I think about it, you know, the more that it it feels like it's the beginning of a relationship, and she's like talking about um, taking a risk with this person. Like it might not end pretty. This might end in heartbreak. This might be a shitty thing, but let's take the chances and try this thing out. You know, she says, and if this ice should break, it would be my mistake. And I hear that, and I think, you know, I I think of myself. In that, you know, even things that are out of your control, things that aren't your fault, you still put that blame on yourself. You still think you're the reason that the ice broke and uh, the person you love fell through. You know, it's um, it's interesting. I, I, I really like the uh, the lyrics on this song for sure. You know, I love this. I love this song. I love this chorus. The way that she sings it, too, is kind of like this bitter, like yep that's it's my fault you know like what what did i expect like tracing figure eights on ice in skates oh well and if this ice should break it would be my my mistake so it's like i i so relate to that i feel that i wish i could get that tattooed it's a real clunky line but like i mean you're doing something like that's gonna it's risky you know you're tracing figure eights on ice in skates. That's like love, you know. You're you're skating on ice. You're on thin fucking ice, <laughs> you know. You're you're the one who's like you're the one. I mean, that's I mean, people will say that you're on thin ice. Like that's that's a metaphor that you're kind of familiar with. And she's just kind of like do do do. I'm gonna do some figure eights. Like I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna, you know. She's in La La Land. Exactly. She's on. La, she's in La La Land. I'm just having the time of my life, 
and if I fuck it up, I'm the one who fucked it up. And I really totally relate to that as someone who's very like self-minded, focused on myself and my priority is me, but also in love makes you do like crazy things and you know, you try your best to be your best for somebody else. But you can't help fucking up because that's what you do. And that's what I hear when I hear the song is like, I'm the fuck up. This happens. What did I think was going to happen? And it's really sad and heartbreaking. But the way that the music sounds and the way that she sings it, it's like she's holding your hand with you. She's like, I'm right there with you. I'm singing about you and I'm singing about me. We're all like, we're all on this crazy train together. Yeah, man. Talking about love, it's hard. Catch myself getting emotional over here, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You don't have to be sorry. Yeah, I think this is a much more like straightforward song. And then also, you know, she's she says like the white clothes they gave you, you wear them so well, which... Virginity. I immediately think of virginity, right? And I think oh, of purity. I think of like, you know, on your wedding day, like you wear a white dress or something, you know? Mm. Interesting. Um, See, and that's what I think is fascinating. We can, uh, I didn't know that, you know, this album would bring up so many interpretations. Yeah, that's, that's the point. You know, they, they don't go around saying, oh, this song is about this. And what I meant by this word is this, you know, and I don't think that a lot of people are really digging in line by line, trying to understand what is being said. And I kind of like that because even though, you know, even though Beach House is popular, we don't see like, oh, Victoria and this person are dating and then they broke up. Do we think that this song is about this relationship that she had? You know, she's not like Taylor Swift. We're not like, she's not in the public eye. And so it, it makes it much more like she's, not that she's one of us, but that, you know, we don't know exactly like that this song is about this person. So it's it's for everyone. Does that make sense? Yes, I absolutely hear you. Yes. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, PPP is definitely one of my favorites. I think it's gorgeous. And I'm really glad that you appreciate it and that you liked it. Yeah. It's a it's yeah, it it took a while, but it connected with me finally. I'm glad. Wildflower. I don't have that much to say about Wildflower. Um I feel like it's a pretty like self-explanatory track. So you can like Give me your thoughts and then we can discuss. <laughs> um, okay. This is probably one I had the least amount of thoughts on. I think this is probably my least favorite on the album. You know, it, it, it opens up with the exact same hi-hats that's on every single Beach House song. I, I, I feel like I've said everything that I could say about Beach House music, or at least I thought so once, once you know, once I was making my notes and... Uh, thinking about Wildflower, I was like, this just feels like a Beach House song. Like there's nothing else to it besides it being a Beach House song. You know, I, I like the drums on the song. <laughs> I think the drums are are very nice and I very much like the drums, but I, I don't have that many thoughts. It just, it feels like every time I listen to this song, it goes in one ear and out the other. Oh, well, that's too bad. It is too bad. I agree. I want to like all the songs, obviously. I mean, that's okay. You don't have to. Um, kind of compared to the others, Wildflower is a little bit more like snoozy, but it like adds to the vibes of the album. I really hate 
saying vibes, but you know, it adds. You don't have to, to say vibes. <laughs> oh, I know, but it, it's it's a good word to describe. You know what I mean? Like it it adds to the feelings of the album for me. This you know, it's very melancholic. I think that the album is like a melancholy, nostalgia album and i think that this adds to the to that you know it adds to that soundscape and that's kind of the point of it you know i still really like wildflower i love how she says you know baby i'm yours and then she says at the end of the song wildflower in the same way that she said baby i'm yours but just hearing her you know when she says baby i'm yours it's like just this like real like haunting hauntingly beautiful thing i don't know i really love no better color looked everywhere it's to me it's kind of like not happy but it's almost like it's a content more of a content feeling song i don't know there there are lines here and there that i relate to like you built a city all in your head and then you know you're not losing your mind what's left you make something of it the sky and what's left above it the way you want nothing of it wildflower like that ending is really beautiful i think it's it's kind of like a comfort song like it's not super frilly it's not super uh what's the word like dis discordant it's it's just like a soothing little song you know i think for me like where we say 1037 is like a sleepy lullaby song but for me that has kind of like a sinisterness for me, Wildflower is like a soothing lullaby, but with more of like the sweet comfort. Okay. I, I mean, I hear you. I mean, this is a very stripped back album. There's no bloat. There's no fat to trim on this album. It's very streamlined. It's very, um, and I appreciate that. I respect that. And I don't think, yes. I think the song is on the album. And I think it's 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 in a good spot on the album, especially as we approach um, the outro tracks. And I think in terms of the album as a whole, the song has its place and I appreciate that. That's good. I will take that. Yeah, I really love that it's just an, a nine track album, really kind of short and concise. And a lot of their albums are like that. They're not, they're not super bloated, but I feel like Depression Cherry is kind of especially compact. But I do think of the songs being kind of in in pairs interesting what do you mean yeah well i think of wildflower and bluebird are like paired up in my mind and we're gonna talk about bluebird next but sparks and space song to me i've they're kind of paired in my head in a way i could pair up levitation and days of candy the intro and the outro um just because i think they're similar in that they're like yin and yang you know because it's intro outro they're not really but they're not really opposites, but they complete each other. I don't really know, um, but we can talk about the that more as we get into the end. But um, my whole point in saying that, saying this is just, you know, Wildflower, for me, its pair is Bluebird. I think of, of them as like sister tracks. Okay. I, I want to go back and, and listen to it with that in mind, with, listen to it with these pairings in mind. That's interesting. I, I, I want to see it through that lens. Yeah. And it the the songs are like close together you know you listen to sparks and then space song comes on next and it's like 
you know, that's it's that's a little pairing. And then also beyond love is kind of attached to that. And then, you know, Wildflower and Bluebird are are sister songs to me. And then Days of Candy comes comes after that. And the same way with Levitation starting off sparks and space song like it to me it's kind of like there are these pairs but then there there's also like a greater connection between songs so i think basically what i'm trying to say is i think that the the order of the tracks is really appropriate and i i just like the that i guess (laughs) i just want to say that i think it's really interesting that you are putting these songs on this album into pairs um because Obviously, this is an odd number of tracks on this album, nine tracks. So you can't perfectly make up pairs with every single track on the album, which tells me that one track will be left over, one lonely track, one lonesome track. And um, that kind of plays into the imagery of the album more. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to analyze that in my own time. Like, like <laughs> what is this, this, this track that is alone? What is this, what is the loneliest track that doesn't have a pairing um, on this album? That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I think a couple of them are a little bit alone. It's funny because I think of PPP being its own thing, but it does fit so well within the album. Like I wouldn't take it away. I'm not saying that, but to me, it's just, I think because it's just got that Um, energy and attitude of being so like whimsical to its own like folly I feel like it's its own standalone thing but like sonically and just everything about it fits within depression cherry so well but I do think that I feel like PPP has its has like a a life of its own yeah I mean and obviously I think space song has a life of its own. I mean, I know you said you think that that song works better on the album. But... Yeah, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I, well, I think I think this is an album of many highlights. I would say that. Okay, that's fair. I can, yeah. But I do want to talk about Bluebird, the sister song to Wildflower. I think out of not out of all of the pairings, but you know, I think Wildflower and Bluebird just makes sense together to me. They're just like similar tracks i really like i really like both of them but i do you know both of them they're not the strongest tracks so i think they are kind of like you know they're 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 two mellow songs you know walking hand in hand and they're just you know taking a nice stroll i think that i think of the songs like that (laughs) you know it's it's really interesting that you put them as a pair uh uh wildflower is probably my least favorite on the album and bluebird is one of my favorites on the album oh i think it's very good you know i i the song starts out with a cool percussion which always gets me excited this song like uh, i wrote down that it actually gives me fleet foxes or of monsters and men vibes um but in the best way possible you know again i i I fall in love with the instrumental you know there's this droning synth synth in the background that guides the rest of the song and it's and it's really interesting it 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 puts a frame around the wall of sound that makes it more cohesive feeling to me than other tracks on this um album and you know this is a song about uh the beauty of nature and the ever-present sound in this song you know a, a a constant drone that is easy to ignore you know maybe this track is genius you know maybe maybe the 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 nature and the um 
the 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 drones in this song maybe it all connects i haven't figured it out yet but i think it might be a genius track the lyrics are lyrics that i can dissect and get into and i might do that a little bit more and again it sounds like a beach house song but something about this song keeps me really really hooked i don't know if it's the drums or the drone or again her vocals are mixed higher in this in this song than some others and it feels less like a wall of sound or a, a, a surrounding of sound. It, um, yeah, it's, uh, it feels more like the instruments and the vocalist is on the same page. Like they're working together to create personal music. It felt very personal. I think this feels like the most personal and human song on the album. Okay. That's interesting that you think it's the most human song on the album. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I, something about it. I, I I can't really touch on it. Like I said, I don't have as much experience with this album as you do, but it's like something that I want to get into. You know, I saved that, that, um, that song to my music, obviously, and I want to listen to it a lot more, but I just, I, I haven't figured out what it is. You know, I haven't figured it out yet, but I know that it, it does something to my brain. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I think that this is a great song. I, I would kind of dare to say that all of their tracks are genius in a way. <laughs> I just okay, think Beach, okay. I just fair. think okay. I just think Beach House in general is is just they're they're geniuses and I think a, a big part of that comes from the way that they're so connected and the way that they make music and they're musical soulmates and I just think that they just really create magic together. I love how much you love this song. Um, I didn't mean to offend you or the other tracks by saying that I think this track is genius. <laughs> I'm definitely not offended. The other tracks okay. might be a little bit jealous, but I don't have a problem <laughs> okay. with that comment. <laughs> okay, good, um, good, good. This song adds to the nostalgia for me. I know that I'm like saying that about every track, but to me, this album, like that's one of the biggest themes in it. And um, for me personally, like bluebirds in general, like, I don't know, I feel like I would, not that I would see them a lot as a, as a kid, but I just like, I don't know, like the, the color of, of a bluebird, that color blue, for some reason, it's like a nostalgic blue to me. So I'm sorry to keep saying nostalgia and whatnot, but it's I okay. Just, I mean, you know, there's I, nostalgia vibes all over this album. Yeah. I just love the... I love the imagery of the bluebird and you know she's saying that she wouldn't try to capture this person who is who she's calling a bluebird at least that's like what it what I what I hear this feels like the most upbeat maybe the most optimistic track on um, the album um cuz a bluebird you know it's it 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 represents good things and luck and happiness and all this stuff and um you know maybe maybe that's she's playing into that for a, a little bit of contrasting themes but i think this is actually cuz th the song itself feels more upbeat than many other tracks on this album I, I i don't know this one feels just slightly happier to me yeah i mean she does say lead me to the lead me to the gallows where there's you know something pulling me back mhm mm mhm mm but yeah i i don't know i just really love this um the way that she sings like 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like her bird. vocals on this. One. I I really I really think though that um I don't know. To me, it really sounds like she is singing to like an actual bluebird, like kind of. I can see that. I like that. Yeah, like saying, "Where are you gonna go now?" Like where are you going like take me with you like i like admiring the bluebird like how she can just fly wherever and and she's not caged you know as we are kind of as humans were you know stuck on the ground <laughs> we can't just like up yeah. and fly away I, again like you can interpret it however however you you see it and then also whenever you're listening whatever the time in your life that you're listening to it, it might mean something different for you. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> of course. I'm really glad that you appreciated this track. That makes me really happy. Yeah. Did you think I wouldn't? I just was surprised that that, that, that oh, one that stuck this out one to you. Is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I noticed it's like the least listened to track on the album. Oh, no, it's not. Days of Candy is the least. That kind of makes sense to me. Speaking of Days of Candy, this mm -hmm. is definitely, I, I love this um, outro song. Like, I think it's really great, but it is definitely my least listened to off of this album. If it comes up, I'm definitely going to skip it. I think it's a track that, for me, I have to listen to it if I'm going to listen to the album. Like, if I'm listening to this album all the way through, I'm not going to not listen to the the last song, but I, I'm not just going to put on Days of Candy unless I'm like trying to, to con I'm like crying and I'm trying to continue to cry and I'm like, let's cry to this song because it's, it's an emotional one. Well, um, I love this song. Uh, this is my <laughs> second favorite song on the album uh, behind Sparks. I think this song is amazing. Yeah, I think it's a perfect outro. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it feels very dreamy, very angelic. You know, there's this very subtle kind of uh, kind of synth punctuating everything that she's saying in this pattern in the first half of the song, right? She's it, it's she's very uh, pattern oriented in her vocals, and there's a synth that's punctuating everything she's saying. Um, but then we get that uh, that beat drop, that sick drop, you know. <laughs> get what sounds like a, a like a drum machine or like um you know a, electronic drum kit and it's just rapid like doo -doo 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 -doo, you know it's and it's it's it i don't know it's tickles my brain you know and then we get that signature beach house rapid metronome sound w along with the drum machine eventually you know it all kind of folds over onto itself as the song ends and be becomes that wall of sound that where we, we know Beach House for and on this album for as well. And we kind of get that back as the song ends. Um, you know, the, the second half of the song, I think, is really, really good. Like, really, really good. The closing lyrics, she says, uh, uh, Hi-oh out there, I know a little bit of you. I keep it close to me. I know it comes too soon. The universe is riding on with you. I know it comes too soon. I know it stays for nobody. I want to know you there. The universe is riding off with you. And I mean, th those are probably the lyrics that have connected with me most, most on the entire album. I don't know why those ones feel the most evocative, feel the most meaningful to me. And uh, they just, they uh, stick out to me. Um, and uh, I put this song in my rotation. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think uh, it's, I don't know, it's a great song. If I'm listening to songs from this album, I'm listening to Sparks or Days of Candy. And it might have the best lyrics on the whole album, which, you know, obviously I think 
you agree to to an extent because you know it's a very emotional track for you despite you not listening to it all the time it's it's uh brings a lot of emotions to you and so i think i mean obviously you like this track obviously you like all the tracks but uh i just think the 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 lyrics are really really strong on this one and i love the second half of this track yeah i also love the second half of this track when you know the the transition when everything kicks in it's like so satisfying i think the beginning of this song you know the first part of it the first act <laughs> um with its like angelic kind of vocals um yes very angelic i wrote down angelic yeah. in, in big all caps definitely is like walking into like a cathedral and like you're arriving at the gates of heaven, you know, because it sounds beautiful, but it's also kind of, I don't know, like, I don't want to use the same words over and over again, but I don't know if you've been in like a big cathedral, it's like so beautiful, but it also feels a little bit scary because it's like so big and, you know, there's so much space above you. It feels like, I don't know. It just reminds you. you, it reminds you that you're so small and that you're just a, a, a person like you're just human yeah which i think i feel a lot with beach houses like this music that connects me to my humanity i really appreciate good closers on albums and i don't know i i feel like this hits that mark oh a hundred percent it really is like it really feels like they've delivered you somewhere it feels like the culmination of everything that the album has been building towards. Yes. Yeah. I that's how I feel. I'm I'm really glad that you see it that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really feel like it's this like um ascent. You know, you're like walking up these stairs and then it transitions and you just you've arrived at a great height and you just you just see this view and it's like everything you're able to see everything um and it's beautiful but it's so vast and we are so small uh, that's kind of like how it feels and that sin and yeah. the um what is it it's like the classic beach house sound where it sounds like you know the beachy piano organ whatever it is i don't even know what it is but yeah, um yeah. and just like that it's gone I love those simple lines. It's it's not just the words, but it's the 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 way that the words are presented with the music, the way that she says just like that, it's gone. And then, you know, that the part that you were saying, I know, you know, the universe is riding off with you and and all mm. of that. It's just like it's it's great. I think it's incredible. Yeah, it's 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 very 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 good very good song. I'm so happy that you that you appreciate it so much. Yeah, I appreciate this whole album so much, you know? I mean, we've talked about all these tracks now. You know my thoughts on them. I, I wrote down something to describe kind of my whole experience with the album. I, I wrote uh, a, a Tumblr kid tripping acid uh, during a sunset on sandy beaches in the nebula. <laughs> that's that's how I described this album. And I, and I think that's true. That's a good way to explain this album. That's what it feels like to me. That's so funny. For me, there's like no drugs involved. It's like sober. It's this very sober state. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've looked up dream pop 
uh, forums in the past and tried to get into Dream Pop before. And I've always had a hard time. And a lot of people on these, you know, like on Dream Pop subreddit or whatever, they're like, uh, it's because you're not taking enough drugs. That's why you're not enjoying Dream Pop. You know, that's what they always say. That you gotta, you gotta try tripping and then listen to it. So I don't know. Well, maybe you should try 25 years of sobriety. <laughs> that's maybe. A, maybe that'll, you know, because that's how I experience it. And I don't know, for me, it's like, I think it's really like sobering and like, I don't, I don't know. I would, I'm always, I'm always going to be biased, you know, against well, of drug course use, okay. <laughs> but, um, oh, okay. I don't think, yeah, no, that's fine. No one's like, like, hell yeah. Drug use. Well, I guess no, I just are. mean like, I don't know, like for some people, drugs help you connect to music. And I just feel like I have just the deepest connection with music and i obviously don't do drugs so i don't know like to be fair there's something that you know one of my experiences listening to this album um i got really high and i listened to it mm -hmm. and uh you know i i during sparks i had a transcendental experience i think um transported to another realm and it made me see that track in uh, a whole new light a lot of the tracks you know i just laid down on my bed had my earbuds in and just closed my eyes and tried to embrace it while I was, you know, very high. And uh, I don't know. It was really good. It was it was it was really good when I listened to it like that. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's perfectly fine. I just think that it. I don't know. That doesn't do anything for me. Like I listen to it and I experience it and I feel it and my I don't need to be. No, I, I hear you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. It's it's I. I, ex I uh, the experience of listening to it high is different from listening to it sober. I think you get different things out of it. That's that's how I feel. I think I just get different perspectives. I don't think there's one correct way to listen to it. I don't think those people on the subreddit are right. I just think that you can yeah. get multiple perspectives. Right. Yeah. I don't think that those people are right at all. Like you can you can like uh dream pop and you can also like it can be not for you <laughs> i don't think that there's like you know a prerequisite to enjoy it like you have to you're not getting high enough i think that's really funny though i think maybe for yeah. some dream pop sure to me beach house is so much more than just like dream pop they definitely do i in my opinion they really fit that um title well like i think they are kind of like the epitome of dream pop in a way if you think that dream pop means so much more than just dreamy pop um yeah because obviously there is so much poeticism so much emotion and i don't know that dream pop uh carry carries the weight of that but sonically you know i think sonically that it's very emotional music but also it is really dreamy and it is kind of like is dream pop but yeah um, if you're, it, I think that if you don't connect with Dream Pop or if you don't connect with Beach House or haven't before, listen to this album if you haven't and, and see what you think. <laughs> it helped me get into Dream Pop, yeah. more into Dream Pop. I wasn't and, really into it for a long time because yeah. of, I just couldn't, I didn't understand why it sounded like that. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, it's, it's, it, I don't know. I keep using the term wall of sound, but that's really what it is. And I know shoegaze is like that too, but I like the guitar in shoegaze. So I think that's the difference maybe. 
Right. Yeah. I think that Beach House has a really great way of doing wall of sound and not all of their music is like that. So I'm excited to be able to like send you some other songs of theirs and see what you kind of think of them individually. Because I think that the more you delve into their music, the more of their like eras stand out and like the differences really become clear. And it's not all just vibes, you know what I mean? Well, but my, my favorite Beach House track is uh, Myth off of yeah. Bloom. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite songs And of all the time. first time I heard it, I was like, oh yeah, this is a good vibes track. So um, I can go back and listen to it. And uh, now that you have told me that it's not all vibes, I can appreciate it in a new light. I think Myth is, is such a devastating track. See, it's I a, never knew that. I never knew one, that. It's one of my favorites. And I think everyone will agree. Like, Because Myth is a, a fan favorite. I think everyone out there who knows Beach House right now and hearing you say like, oh, Myth is a great vibe song. Like, they're like, what? This is a devastating. This is like a cry. <laughs> <laughs> this is like crying on the floor, like wondering why God put you on this earth song. <laughs> it's That's so interesting. Because again, I would listen to that and I thought they were speaking a foreign language. I like so thought it was like, you know, the Cocteau twins where the joke is you can't understand them. And uh, that's what I felt like. I was like, oh yeah, Beach House is just kind of one of those things. You don't know what they're saying. There are no jokes in Beach House. There are no what? There are no jokes in Beach House. <laughs> oh, well, that's too bad. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding, but well, I'm really thank you I'm for really, taking me through this album. Yeah, thank you for being open to it and enjoying it. Of course, yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I listened to it a lot, and I'm still going to listen to uh, a lot of the tracks from it. Well, I can't wait to hear your your further thoughts on Myth because I was going to yeah yeah, yeah. I was going to send that to you post Depression Cherry and see what it what how you felt about it but um i'm also going to send you some other some other beach house songs so you can listen to them on their own and maybe we can get you into beach house more you know that way but yeah i'm so i'm so glad depression cherry well i'm glad you're so glad i i had a a good time with this one we took a lot of time with it we took we listened we took a lot of time to listen to it or at least i did um, I mean, I'm sure you did too, but you already were very familiar with the album. Yes. Yep. And, you know, it's how many years has it been? Like eight uh, years? Eight years. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm listening, I'm listening to this album and I'm like, wow, this is an amazing album. And I've heard it so much. I've heard it so many times. And, and yeah, so it's, it really is incredible. And I'm really glad that you appreciated it. So thank you so much. Well, I hope, um, I hope you're as kind for for my pick for next time. And what is it? Um, I don't want you to be mad at me or object to anything. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, it's not that serious. Um, <laughs> the Mollusk by Ween. That's what that's what we're listening to. Oh no. Why? Okay. No, I have no idea. I'm, I just <laughs> I'm excited. So we'll we'll see how that goes. The Mollusk by Ween. Start your listening. Start taking your notes. Okay. And um, we'll talk about it next time. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Okay. I have no idea what this is. So you, I've talked about this album before. But I don't like. I don't know what the music sounds like. I've definitely played you some music from it, and you've definitely heard oh at least one of the songs. God. What? 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 
I just like if you just like say it, I, I'm not going to recall out of thin air. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Ocean Man. Yeah, that's the one that's like Ocean Man. You are the Ocean Man, right? I have no idea. <laughs> huge thank you to jacob dotson for the music in this episode and another huge thank you to anyone out there that might be listening see you next week